1: It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. I'm Larry Kudlow, and we welcome to the show Senator Roger Marshall, Republican of uh, Kansas. By the way, it's Dr. Senator Roger Marshall. I don't think I knew that exactly. Anyway, Senator Marshall, welcome. Larry, great to be on with you again. We've got a lot happening, don't we? What, uh, <laughs> uh, what, uh, what kind of doctor are you?
0: I'm an obstetrician-gynecologist.
1: Oh, how wonderful. How wonderful. I I don't think I knew that. (laughs) I don't think I knew that.
0: uh, For 25 years of my life, I delivered a baby most every day. The greatest honor of my entire life was that magic moment of giving a crying baby to a new mom and dad.
1: Uh, Just uh, an incredible life. I've, I've been blessed to live. Well, that's a wonderful thing. God bless. Terrific stuff. So Senator Marshall, <clears throat> I've been talking about um I've been talking about John Durham's report, Donald Trump's exoneration, but most of all is the corruption inherent in the FBI. I would include the CIA, but I'm kind of more focused on the FBI right now with respect to the Russian hoax. There was no evidence of anything done. And <clears throat> I want to get your thought on that. And then I want to move on to the issue of how we can clean up the FBI, because this is really important. I'm very concerned that the FBI, which has interfered in the 2016 election, interfered in the 2020 election, along with the CIA, may have thrown the 2020 election against Trump and toward Biden, that they may do the whole thing again. But first, Senator, uh, what's your thoughts on the Durham report?
0: Well, Larry, I think you're off Ed nailed it. Let's make the FBI great again. A mm. uh, physician, one of my senior physicians once told me early in my practice, if a physician loses their reputation, you never get it back. Mm. The FBI mm-hmm. has lost their reputation. My dad was a police officer, chief of police for twenty-five years. We had the most reverence for the FBI. They were the gold standard for law enforcement agencies across not just the country, but across the world. We've lost that reputation. There's absolutely corruption at the highest levels in the FBI, and, and they're, they're the ones that are colluding. They were colluding with the Justice Department. They were colluding with the Obama-Biden White House as well. But the mainstream media just uh, says, oh, this was a nothing burger. There was nothing in the Durham report. That's what m- maybe disturbs me as much as anything.
1: You know, the thing, one of the things, or many things, but one of the things that just burned me up was the information that uh, this was a plot, a plan, a plot hatched by the Clinton presidential campaign, the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign, and that the White House, uh, the Obama White House, including Biden, including uh, Attorney General Loretta Lynch, they were all briefed on it. They knew about it. And then, of course, uh, the FBI helped enforce it uh, from one to another. But uh, it's remarkable to me, and they all kept silent. Uh, I don't know, to this day, I don't think Obama's ever said anything about it. Um, But this was at the very highest levels of our government. And I just find that to be quite remarkable. And the other thing, um, Roger Marshall, that I want to mention is... um, uh the, the the idea the idea that there was never any evidence whatsoever never any evidence whatsoever of collusion it was all a political dirty trick and when you think about what we had to go through with Trump and the attacks during the campaign, and then during his administration, and ultimately his impeachment—that's how far this dirty trick went. I just find that in, at, utterly incredible.
0: Right, Larry, and and why hasn't the national media asked President, former President Obama, about this? Why haven't they asked President, Vice President, then uh, Biden, about this? Uh, we've not talked about the FISA court application either, yes. and and I think that that's people are are missing a point here PISA application allows them to spy on on people to higher levels and when you start abusing that and the justice department colluding with the fbi basically they used a newspaper report that the fbi created mm-hmm. and then they then they circle back and say based upon this newspaper report that we planted we want to be able to spy on the on the uh, on the Trump and Trump folks as well, and then later they use that trick in the in the COVID cover up as well, and that's a story for a different day. But this is a theme to your point. This is a theme. This is not just this is the tip of the iceberg. We need to clean out the FBI. So one of the
1: things that occurs to me watching all this and reporting on all this, um, uh, you've got. The Jim Jordan hearings this week, what were they, Wednesday or Thursday, uh, interviewing uh, some of these FBI whistleblowers, uh, some retired, some still around, and um, how they attempted to call attention to irregularities or law-breaking or other problems, other process problems, and they were smashed. I mean, basically conservative whistleblowers, but in some cases, not just politically conservative, just people that saw law breaking and how the top brass in the FBI treated them so badly. And so I, I'm looking at this, Senator Marshall, as a leading indicator of God knows what in the 2024 election. What will the FBI do next if they're not cleaned out? Yeah, I,
0: that's a great question, Larry. But, but again, to your point, this is the swamp. The Obama administration did an incredible job of placing folks into uh, the FBI, the Department of Agriculture, uh, the, the FDA, all those places. Those folks have risen to the top levels now. And then they're pushing out folks maybe with a more conservative approach. And I hate to use the word conservative. I think it's a traditional American patriotic approach Mm. are being pushed out. Uh, So all we can do is keep shining a a light on them. I'm not sure on the House side what they can do to work with the the budget issues. Uh, As we are confirming people for some of these higher spots in the Senate side, we can keep putting pressure
1: as well. But I don't underestimate exactly what you're talking about. Well, my thought is that I don't um – Look, when I served in the Trump administration, uh, I sat, one of my jobs, I sat on National Security Council, um, I dealt with the FBI and the CIA for that matter, but um, I'm concerned that it's going to take, the only way out of this, here, I don't want to destroy the FBI, I don't want to defund the FBI. I want the FBI to be very strong. As I said in the article, I want it to be great again. But I don't think there's any way out of this, Senator Marshall, unless we have a very strong Republican president. Biden, if Biden's reelected, there's no hope of cleaning out the FBI or the CIA. We're going to need a change in administrations. We're going to need a strong, strong president to clean house on the so-called seventh floor of the FBI, right? It's not the rank-and-file agents that are doing this stuff. It's the people at the top who have a very liberal democratic bias. You're going to need a strong president, it seems to me.
0: Larry, leadership is so important, and it's in such short supply. Uh, We'll need, uh, you know, at at every level, we'll need strong leaders to be able to deal with these people and start, uh investigating them and run them out that's what we have to do you and i've seen it in other agencies where we've got to just run out the the bad people and to your point though the fbi agents out out in the field that i've met with have been nothing but incredible human beings we've Mm -hmm. been working with them hand in glove on the fentanyl issues in, in kansas they are great men and women uh this seems to be at the
1: highest levels and particularly in that field office in in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's it. I think that's the tricky part. What, if anything, is going on in the Senate to follow up on the Durham report and to look at whistleblowers and to look at the FBI? Is there anything going on? Larry, you
0: got me there. I think that we are just living from crisis to crisis, and I don't know whether this is on purpose or this is just the way this administration manages but when you're when we have a southern border the most immediate uh national security threat to our to our country going on on the one hand then we have our national debt crisis and our debt ceiling crisis the bigger long-term threat to this country uh going on there's really not much room for much in between it feels like
1: yeah so nobody wants to hold hearings on this in the senate i'm i'm not surprised democrats really don't want to I'm oh, no. i mean you would think I'm just speculating here, I'm sort of wandering, but you would think there would be some Democrats who would have the same view of the importance of a straight, honest, law-abiding FBI. I mean, it's a pretty, FBI is a very important institution, and you know, your, your comment at the top here. Uh, When doctors lose their reputation, they can't get it back. When the FBI loses its reputation, it's going to be awful hard to get it back. I mean, the FBI was in a web of corruption during the Nixon years. That was a problem. But eventually, under William Webster, it got its reputation back. But now this stuff coming out, there's going to be uh, follow-through. I'm surprised there aren't some Democrats. I mean, not all Democrats are bad or evil. There are some good Democrats out there. Some of my best friends are Democrats. I was a Democrat (laughs) 50 years ago. (laughs) I worked for Ronald Reagan. He was a Democrat once. Trump was a Democrat once. There's got to be a couple of good ones out there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Larry, Larry they are, but it's about prioritizing our time. In the Senate, uh, just like your job, you have to prioritize what can we get done today. And we're living from crisis uh, to to crisis right now. And it would take leadership on the Democrat side to do this and say what you want to about the Democrat Party. Uh, They're even in shorter supply of leadership, people willing to stand up and do the right thing. I would think someone like an Angus King yeah. Uh, some people, some senators in purple states would like to do this. But to the chairman of the Judiciary Committee is Dick Durbin, a good friend, a, a person that I'm able to work with. And uh, it would be an interesting conversation for, for, for uh, me to have with him to say, where are you on this? Because I do think deep down inside, we all want a stable FBI. We want our, our basic rights protected. But there is just simply not much oxygen left in in DC to get beyond this debt crisis.
1: Yeah, you know that's interesting. Dur Durbin's a head of judiciary, is that it? Yes, sir. That that is correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I uh, when I was a uh, host at CNBC years ago, I interviewed Dick Durbin a couple times. I actually thought he was a pretty decent guy. I know he's big, you know, a big liberal Democrat, but still, I thought he was a pretty interesting guy. What um, Senator Marshall? What's doing in the Senate about the border collapse? I mean, we haven't seen any substitution for Title 42. There's no Remain in Mexico. There's no you Build the it. Wall. There's no change in catch and release. Now the illegal migrants are filtering through the interior of the country, and um, we can't handle them. What's uh, happening there? Anything interesting?
0: Well, unfortunately, once again, not, Larry. Again, your listeners I understand that this administration wants this crisis. They want an open border. They want 10,000 people crossing our border every day for some political reasons. But the big concern is national security. This is the number one national security threat our nation faces. I took a group of senators to the border the eve uh, as Title 42 ended. And uh, we we got there, we saw hundreds of people crossing the border, busload after busload of people being shipped uh, to a holding holding center. Those holding centers had been emptied out of 3,000 people a, as well. Three thousand Godaways the day before we got there, three thousand Godaways, uh, ninety Chinese nationalists crossing the border every day in China. We have no idea how many terrorists and criminals, uh, three hundred Americans dying every day from fentanyl poisoning. How does Joe Biden sleep at night? How could he possibly look at those parents and brothers and sisters and friends in the eyes and say there's three hundred American young Americans dying every day from fentanyl poisoning which is crossing our southern border. How does the man sleep at night? I don't know.
1: You know, uh, with all of the talk, I mean, when the day came and Title 42 ended and people crossed the border and so forth and they had been massing on the border, sort of lost in all this is that the Bidens never did and still haven't substituted anything for Title 42 or come up with any decent border control policies or sought to deal with the cartels that are running the border. In other words, no. nothing's changed. I mean, it just they're just sort of sitting back, allowing them to cross, and then I guess they're getting sent around the country. This, but there's no new policy.
0: Again, Larry, you nailed it. I just love your common-sense approach. Every time I've been to the border, this is my fourth time, I'll ask the Border Patrol officers, what can we do to help you? The first three times, we need more. You know, send the National Guard, send us troops, send us nurses, send us doctors. But this time, what they've asked for is policy. What, he, what they said: We need we need the Biden administration to go back to the previous administration's policies. The remain in Mexico policy, stop the catch and release. That's the only thing that's going to stop this mm-hmm. this beacon of, of come one, come all, come get your free uh, Medicaid, your your free food, free health care. Everything's free in America. Come today, come yesterday. Yeah. So they want a policy change, to your point, not more resources. Yeah. Of course, they would love to to secure the border more efficiently. But the, yesterday, Joe Biden could change this yesterday with his pen by just renewing some type of a remain in Mexico policy.
1: That's it, the remain in Mexico policy. Uh, Senator Roger Marshall, we're going to take a quick break. If you can give us a little more time on the other side. I want to yeah. talk about the debt ceiling and, and what you think about that and what's going on in the Senate, because we're not hearing a thing from the Senate side. We're talking with Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas. I'm Cudlow. We'll be right back, folks. Larry Cudlow.